Welcome to the Be Your Own Badass podcast, a show dedicated to helping overwhelmed women stop people-pleasing and learn how to live their life guilt-free for putting themselves first. I'm your host, Sarah Catherine, and it's time to live a life on your terms. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the Be Your Own Badass podcast. Happy New Year. It is officially Jan. Oh my God, no, it's not. It's February. It's February 1st when I'm recording this, 2021. That's insane. What happened to January? It's gone. <laughs> well, okay. Welcome to 2021. We're officially in the second month of the year already. It's been crazy. The fact that that flew by, 2020 seemed to go fast and incredibly slow at the same time. But you know what? Here we are. We're making the best of it. So today I really wanted to break down and, well, not break down, break it down (laughs) and go over a few important things that happen when you actually start putting yourself first and stop people pleasing. Because I know that a very difficult part when it comes to putting yourself first is actually not people pleasing anymore because a lot of what's rooted in putting other people's needs before our own is based in the want the need and desire to make sure everyone else around you is happy all the time make sure that they like you and just make sure that you never make anyone else uncomfortable and you're a source of good all the time for other people but As I had mentioned in a previous episode, I believe it was two episodes before this, about signs that you are a recovering people pleaser, that these aren't habits that are sustainable in the long run if you want to live a authentically fulfilled life for yourself. In order to truly put yourself first and live the life that you deserve, these people-pleasing habits need to break. They need to end. And I'm here to help you do that. That's You're in the right place. We're going to get through this together. And the past few months, as I've been narrowing down on the people-pleasing topics, I've slowly become to realize that I don't know if it's necessarily the best thing to self-identify as a people-pleaser, just like that's it. It's better in regards to language and your mindset. So if you're someone that struggles with people pleasing, to identify more as a recovering people pleaser or just a person who has people pleasing habits. Because if you self-identify as a people pleaser, that's kind of owning that title and it's not really looking forward to growth. So we're all about self-talk and being kind to yourself and looking forward and growth mindsets and all that good stuff. So this is where I'm starting as well to change my own dialect and dialogue, dialect, dialogue. Not sure that's the right word, but the way I talk about this, you'll hear me more talk about just people-pleasing habits in general, being recovering people-pleasers, and overall different ways that you can put yourself first and habits that go into that that you need in order to get to that place where you're living an authentically aligned life for yourself rather than what other people have put on you or rather than you constantly worrying what other people think about you and what they expect from you. So that is something that you'll be seeing from me moving forward in my content. Um, As a quick recap for what you've missed since the last episode, I have recently launched 
went through the first inaugural round of the Ultimate People Pleasing Recovery Program, which is my brand new signature course that is five weeks long for students to be able to go through and unlearn these people-pleasing habits with a foundation of self-discovery in order to help themselves really break free from that people-pleasing cycle and understand what it means, what they need, their wants, their needs, their values to grow and create a life that's aligned with them. So in order to really release these habits, unlearn these habits that they've had for so long, but create with a strong self-discovery foundation in order to do so. That way they truly understand what they need and want and can move forward and set healthy boundaries and release from other fears and stop worrying about other people what other people's opinions from there. So doors opened and closed at the beginning of January. I have some amazing students that are going through it right now and I cannot wait to open the doors again for the next round where it will be even bigger and better each time. My goal is to make sure this grows and evolves with my students and that they're getting the best possible support that they can. And on top of that, I have a brand new way that you can work with me in addition to this new course that I had just launched. So in in addition to the People Pleasing Recovery Program, I am currently working on another way that you can work with me that's even more personal, more hands-on support, I'll be with you every step of the way to really help you with extremely personalized support. But I feel like I just said that, but that is really the main hint that I can give you for that. If you have any ideas on what that's going to be, if you're listening to this before I launch this new service of mine and this new opportunity, feel free to send me a DM. I'd love to hear your guesses. But overall, just saying that if you want more intimate, personalized, hands-on support from me, that opportunity is coming very, very soon. And I'm very excited to share that with you guys. Also, on top of that, I published another book. Wow, that's a big deal. Um, (laughs) To be honest, that kind of came and went because the book was published on the day that the People Pleasing Recovery Program doors closed. So many things happened at once to kick off the new year. The book that I just published that I had worked on almost a year ago, so around March, I believe, of 2020, I wrote this book in a span of only one month. It was it's called Be Happy, Be Calm, Be You. It is a mindfulness journal for teens. So if you are in high school or middle school, if you're listening to this, and or you know someone in your life, whether you have a sibling, a niece, a nephew, a cousin, a grandchild, even a son, a daughter, anything like that, that is in their teens. And this would be incredible opportunity for them to really dive deep into self-care and mindfulness. I really wish I had this when I was in middle school and high school. It's such a delicate time for personal growth and mental health that I had no idea anything about during that time, but there's so much that goes on. So this book dives into all of those, all different aspects of being a teenager when it comes to school, work, your thoughts for the future, for college, your personal life, your friendships, your relationships, life at home, your personal space and your if you're moving literally anything that you can think of that you go through as a teenager this tackles it on how you can go through that more mindfully and bringing in self-care and mindfulness into your daily life so that's what that book is about it's called be happy be calm be you it is available now on anywhere books are sold so amazon barnes and noble um everything like that so link will be in the description of the show notes, as well as the link to the Ultimate People Pleasing Recovery Program. 
The doors are closed, but you are more than welcome to message me and say that you're interested and I can put you on the wait list for the next round. And so that's all when it comes to updates for since you last heard from me, because you last heard from me, I believe it was an interview with my wonderful friend, Jess, where we talked about authenticity and attachment and releasing that when it comes to unlearning people pleasing habits and living your most authentic life which was an amazing, wonderful interview. I actually ended up doing an interview on her new podcast. Her, uh, Jess and Jessica and Kristen have their own podcast called Rediscover. Highly recommend it. Um, They go into a lot of, they're starting to go into more topics about wellness and relationships and personal growth and their own version of authenticity as well. And a touch of Disney magic. If you are a Disney fan or a former cast member, I know quite a few people who follow me and listen are, in the Disney world. So Disney world are in the Disney community. (laughs) So if you have not listened to rediscover, highly recommend it. And I'll put the link to my episode there in the podcast uh, show notes back to what I wanted to go over. So today I actually wanted to dive deep into my story of unlearning people pleasing. I know I went into my overall personal growth story in a previous episode, which again, I'll link in the show notes. But that was more just kind of like my overall personal growth story. And then this, I wanted to dive deep into my actual people-pleasing habits so you can get to know where I come from, why I talk about what I talk about, and understand that I can empathize with your situation. And I understand that these habits are tough to break, but I went through it. I've seen students go through it that I've worked with, and I know it's possible for you. I know you can. Learn to put yourself first. Finally, once and for all, live that authentic life that you deserve and just overall find fulfillment and alignment. So that's what we're all about here. And I've been able to do it for myself. I've seen students and I've worked with students that can do it as well. And on top of that, we're going to dive into what it means to actually stop people pleasing and put yourself first. So there's a few different things that help show you what your life will look like when you go through the work and release these habits that are holding you back right now. So that is overall what we're going to go over today in this episode. Let's take a quick break because I created something that I know you don't want to miss out on and it's totally free. I know why you're here. You've been allowing opinions and expectations from other people dictate how you live your life and you crave to no longer feel pressured or shamed when you choose to do something you love for yourself. You're terrified of how others react when you say no, and the last thing you want to do is disappoint people you care about. The good news? You don't have to continue life this way. I've put together an exclusive free resource center for people exactly like you to help you finally break free from the people-pleasing cycle. Filled with worksheets, masterclasses, webinars, and more, the self-discovery toolkit for people-pleasers is exactly what you need in order to kickstart your journey to living a life on your terms. Go to sarahcatherine.com slash toolkit to gain instant access right now. So as I mentioned before, in a couple episodes ago, we learned the signs that you may have if you are experiencing people pleasing. So if you are a recovering people pleaser like myself, um, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, please do. I will link it in the show notes. It will help you understand If you are actually experiencing people-pleasing habits, if you are struggling to put yourself first, these are some signs that might point to that you can relate to this experience and that you even more in the right place. So in addition, if you are simply curious about what life is like after you recover from people-pleasing and when you start putting yourself first, you are also in the right place. 
is we're going to go over that right now. So the life you know now is what you've always known. You've been bending over backwards to make sure everyone else is happy and not taking care of yourself in the process. But I'm here to tell you that a life outside of people pleasing is possible. Putting yourself first is possible because I've been where you are and I've made some incredible strides to move past those habits, unlearn these habits, and really understand what it means to put myself first and live a life authentically for me. So to give some background, I grew up in a very small town. Now, this is important. It's not, woe is me, I grew up in a small town. And when I say small town, I mean it. We had no stoplights, zero. We had like just a few four-way stops. And at the time, one like small convenience store, a grocery store that kept going in and out of business. We had less than, we had 90 people at most that graduated in my senior high school class, 90. And we had less than 400 people total in the high school. And it was not a private school. It was public school. We had one elementary school, one middle school, one high school. Everyone knew everything about each other. If you grew up in a small town or in a small community, you might understand what I'm about to describe because when you're in that situation, I personally felt like everyone wanted to put me into this box. So they had this idea of who I was and you do this to other people when you're in that situation, it just naturally starts happening that way because some of these people were friends or knew each other like some of my classmates had known each other since pre-kindergarten. So even in preschool, some of these people knew each other and grew up with each other. So when that happens, you are just put into this idea of who you, who these people think you are. They have this predetermined idea of who you are. And if you grow past that or decide to step out of that, out of your comfort zone, it's additionally stepping outside of their own comfort zone of what they view you. And you're considered weird or shamed if you try and step outside that box. And it's tough. But I personally, when I was going through that, I was known for being the good student, nice to everyone, involved with literally all clubs possible, high achiever, perfectionist, etc. So that's not a bad thing to be known for. Like that, it's not. I'm not complaining that that's what I was known for. And a lot of those habits and things I had brought upon myself, some of them were very true, actually. I mean, all of them had truth to it. But if, say, I wanted to be a little bit more, quote, out there and step outside of my comfort zone, I wasn't confident the community there would have supported it. And in fact, as an example, I had like a college career counselor that actually shamed me for deciding to go to a community college instead of a big university. So. Here in California, we have, uh, I could say, four different kinds, I guess, of universities for college. We have junior or community colleges. So usually you do your general education there. You have the, the CSUs, the California State Universities, which are four-year universities, state schools, and then University of California. So UCs, they're also four-year universities, but they're just bigger, more expensive. Honestly, I feel like the main difference, if I remember, is that university UCs are kind of harder to get into. Um, they're known to be a little bit more prestigious, but it's really your own personal preference. I didn't feel called to go to one. None of the UCs in California really felt right for me. Um, but then there's also private schools, which are just you know outside of the state, outside of the public school system, and are very expensive. <laughs> so. I wanted to originally go to a private school, um, University Santa Clara University in the Bay Area, but we just 
I wasn't offered any scholarships or anything. And I could not, I did not want to put myself in a crazy amount of debt so early on in my life because that tuition was around like 50K a year or something. It was just so, so much more than I wanted to get into. So I decided that the best thing for me and my family was to start at a community college. We have a great community college, literally, that was like 15 minutes away from my house. And it, some of the teachers there are even the same teachers as the four-year university that is also in a neighboring city about 15 minutes away. So getting a similar education that I would have gotten by going to a four-year university at like a fraction of the cost. So that's what I decided I wanted to do. But this career counselor, when she found out that that was my plan, she was just shaming me for it to the point of tears. I had tears in her office because she told me I was going to be miserable if I decided to go to that school, which plot twist, she was just projecting her own insecurities and issues that she had from her experience during a four year, a two year university. And I had a great learning experience there, finished a semester early. I only finished, I only had to go to that school for a year and a half rather than two years. And it gave me the opportunity to take a semester off of college completely and go work in Disney World. And from then on, working in Disney World helped encourage me to get out of my comfort zone, move to Southern California, which made me work in Disneyland here, graduated with my degree in marketing at Cal State Fullerton, and everything has led to where I am now. And I'd say it worked out pretty damn well. So just a just a piece just a, that's just a piece of what it felt like and what i had to experience in the past when it came to trying to step out of my comfort zone just like berating tears of projecting their own issues and their own things upon themselves so and that's a whole, whole other topic learning what it means behind other people's opinions of you and why they don't matter but at the time i was only like 17 18 years old i had a crippling fear of failure, which you can learn about in episode 11. I'll link it in the show notes. And I cared way too much about everyone else's opinions because that's a whole you, that was your life. You just listened to everyone else's opinions and everyone else had an opinion about everyone else because we all knew each other. And I would say yes to every opportunity that I was given both in high school and in college. So this does extend past just my experience as a teenager. But I would say yes to every opportunity possible that was presented to me because it was, quote, what I should do, what I should have done. So flash forward to college and beyond. I was saying yes to everything and like saying yes to certain kinds of promotions at my job at Disneyland, saying yes to joining certain clubs at school, saying yes to taking certain classes, like trying to do all the things you, quote, should do. And it just led me to feeling depressed, anxious, questioning absolutely everything about my life and what I wanted. And again, this experience part here, I do go over in a previous episode in much more detail, but overall, these people-pleasing habits and this fear of failure and this fear of disappointing other people, it just led me to this awful place, to be honest. Just like depressed, anxious, panic attacks every day, all the whole nine yards. So it really wasn't until I tried something new and I dove headfirst into personal growth and self-discovery for the first time, really, um, by learning about what I valued, what I actually wanted. I gained confidence. And with that confidence, I learned how to say no to things that didn't feel right to me. I created my own boundaries. I had a lot of toxic relationships in my life with boys that... <laughs> 
definitely did a number on me. Um, I've never gone into that before. Um, I don't know if I want to go into that, but overall, I definitely did not know what it meant to have a healthy relationship with someone until I was in my 20s. I had a very bad habit of putting these boys, I'm not calling them men, (laughs) these boys needs before my own. And it hurt me a lot and got me in some really bad places. So these habits spread into that as well. Um, But creating boundaries for that, as well as boundaries for my work situation and some other things and with some friendships at the time. And I only was doing things that aligned with my values and my energy. So I really dove inside to discover what I wanted and then started implementing those things moving forward to only live this aligned life where my values are respected. Both I'm respecting my own values. Other people are respecting my values because I've set those healthy boundaries and protected my energy because of my time. So those are all incredibly important things that you need to do and that I needed to do in order to start putting myself first for the first time. And I prioritized myself overall. I started prioritizing myself rather than what others always expected from me or what society told me to do. That's a whole other topic. Society puts this pressure on you to do certain things, live a certain way, especially if you're a woman, you experience that. So that's all of that I worked through. And now I'm confident I've published three books, which is insane. I'm more comfortable with failure. It's always a work in process, but I'm just I'm a recovering perfectionist, recovering people pleaser. And I feel like I am finally on the other side of all this and just so much more incredible things that have happened by going through this process. So if you want to know how that can look like for you after doing the work to recover from people pleasing and finally prioritizing yourself, I want to dive into five main ways that showcase that you've moved past people pleasing and are finally setting proper boundaries in your life and moving forward with putting yourself first. So this is what it will look like for you when you put yourself first. Because this also is how I've been feeling, but it's also how I notice other people in my life when they prioritize themselves and live authentically to them. This is what their life looks like. So these are the five different ways that you will see your life shift and change for the better when you start putting yourself first. Number one, you're going to start making yourself a priority. So that's kind of self sounds like it would be self-explanatory, but I really want to emphasize that this is what happens when you unlearn those people-pleasing habits. Also, I apologize if you hear in the background, I think the garbage man just showed up and that's annoying. But <laughs> um, So number one, like I said, you're making yourself a priority. You understand exactly what's important to you. So you've set boundaries to protect your energy and finally put yourself first. You're no longer saying yes to absolutely everyone and forgetting to do anything for yourself. And also, you know that your plans for yourself and your goals are intentional. They either help you grow, they help you get closer to your goals, or to genuinely help someone out. Because when you start prioritizing yourself, when you do that, you have the better energy and the better outlook to be able to actually help other people from a full sense of self rather than from lack or dealing with a bunch of other things. So making yourself a priority, that's number one. That's what your life will look like when you move past people-pleasing and unlearn these habits. Number two, you will no longer feel guilty when you say no. So say goodbye to the fear behind saying no when you're invited to hang out with someone who drains your energy 
or when you have too much on your plate and can't take on more assignments at work. There are ways to say no, and it's okay to say no. And once you start unlearning these people-pleasing habits and start putting yourself first, you're no longer going to feel guilty for saying no because you're confident, you trust yourself, and can handle a little discomfort with the pushback that may arrive when you start telling other people you can't do absolutely everything for them anymore like you used to. There will be people who already expect this from you, and they've used that generosity past the point that's acceptable. Just please understand that the right people in your life will respect your boundaries and will understand when you're putting yourself first, it's for the best of both of you. It's to help both of you and enhance both of your relationships, which turns into number three, you will have more power in your yes. So now that you're not saying yes to everyone all the time, you're more dependable when you do say yes to someone. So previously, or right now, you might relate to this, since you say yes to absolutely everyone, you find yourself overloaded, overwhelmed, and in return, not giving your best self when helping someone else. You're exhausted. How can you come to with your best self and present your best version of yourself to these other people to really truly help them in the way that would like for you if you're just overwhelmed all the time? Like if you're saying yes all the time to everyone else, you saying yes becomes a little less reliable. So you have more power in your yes when you're saying no, because you're being more intentional. So you can now give them your full attention and commitment when it's time to focus on what they need help with, which you, you're a wonderful, genuine, beautiful human being who wants to help other people, but you need to take care of yourself first in order to do that properly, to to do that in the way that you believe they deserve. So also on top of this, the same goes for making promises to yourself. Actually the first person that you probably break your promises to. It's human. It happens. I do it myself. It's something I'm working on. But you deserve to put more power in your yes when you make commitments to take care of yourself and work towards your own goals at the same time. So once you start doing all these, you're going to lead to less overwhelm and more ease. Because briefly mentioned in the last point, now that you aren't saying yes to everyone else simply for the sake of saying yes out of fear of disappointing other people, you're able to balance your busy schedule with so much more ease and so much less overwhelm. So this is the the next point is less overwhelm, more ease. And who doesn't want that? Especially while the perfect work-life balance may be a myth, like I don't believe that there is a quote, perfect way to balance work and life. You'll at least be able to handle what's on your plate without all the overwhelm that you were experiencing before. Like sure, sometimes you're going to have some days that are tougher than others. You have more on your plate than you're used to, but overall, it's not going to be a constant thing that you have to battle with. So some of these boundaries that you set for yourself are also to protect your time and schedule because you're only one person and you don't need to completely overload yourself with responsibilities when we already are dealing with a lot on a daily basis. We have to go to work. We have a family to deal with. We have deal with. We have a family that we want to take care of. We have friends and relationships in our lives. We need to put our self-care first. Maybe you have a side hustle. Maybe you have creative projects, hobbies, working out, taking care of our health. Like there's so much we already have to balance on a daily basis. Time and energy is one of the most important things that you need to take care of and protect. That's one of the biggest things that you need to make sure you're putting first. And then number five, Last point here, when you start unlearning people-pleasing habits and put yourself first, you're going to find that you have so much more confidence in your own decisions, more confidence in your own decisions. 
Because if you're a recovering people pleaser and often saying yes to everyone to make sure they're happy, you're also probably finding that making decisions for yourself is extremely challenging because you don't want to ruffle anyone else's feathers and you just want everyone to get along. So if you make decisions for yourself that make other people uncomfortable, that makes you uneasy. You don't want to do that. It makes them uncomfy. (laughs) But when you're familiar with your own values, your boundaries, your energy levels, it's so much easier to recognize what decision feels right for you, that you don't have to go around and ask everyone else, what do you think about this? What should I do? You'll be able to turn inward and trust yourself to make decisions for yourself, which is an incredibly powerful thing to do. It's an incredibly powerful habit to learn. So while you may still have hesitation due to learning what you want, you're eventually building confidence with each decision that you make and you feel more confident about your future choices. Overall, those are the five main things that you'll notice when you start unlearning people-pleasing habits as well as starting to put yourself first. And those, as a quick review, those five points were number one, you're making yourself a priority. You understand exactly what's important to you and you've set boundaries to protect your energy and finally put yourself first. Number two, no more guilt for saying no. You're no longer feeling bad when you need to say no in order to uphold a boundary or simply put yourself first. Number three, more more power in your yes. Now that you're not saying yes all the time, when you do say yes to someone, you're being more intentional about it. Number four, less overwhelm, more ease. You're no longer constantly saying yes all the time, so you are able to intentionally bring on new tasks in a way that isn't overwhelming yourself and life just becomes a little bit easier in order to really pursue things that matter for you. And then number five, confidence in your own decisions. No longer having to worry about making other people uncomfortable when you're making a decision. You're not going to other people for their advice and opinions all the time. You're able to turn inward and confidently make a choice and make decisions in your life that feel aligned with you. So if you're looking to feel these things and really put yourself first this year, really learn how to prioritize yourself, like I mentioned earlier, I have an amazing new way to work with me in order to do so, and that's coming very soon, so stay tuned. If you guys have any questions at all, please let me know. My Instagram is Sarah Catherine Blog. I'm always available in the DMs, and I'd love for you to follow me and join the community. And also, if you're interested in diving into unlearning these people-pleasing habits and moving forward with your self-discovery journey to putting yourself first, I have a free toolkit available on my website that I will also link in the show notes that you can unlock and start diving in with workbooks, masterclasses, previously recorded webinars, and more. So thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the Be Your Own Badass podcast. Love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Do you have a question that you'd like answered on the Be Your Own Badass podcast? Go to sarahcatherine.com slash badassquestion to submit your question, get featured on air, and receive specific advice to help you. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time.